And now George Tillis. GT, join the conversation here. Uh, have you changed your Bitcoin holdings into fiat, George? <laughs> I told you before, Oliver, I didn't participate in that Bitcoin run up, my good man. US dollar, man, that's where it's all at. Look how strong it is. Yeah, uh, I had a great day. You know, uh, Bitcoin's kind of fading through the session. I wonder if maybe that was kind of working its way through the the grapevine, if you will. Okay, but other than that, what do you think is the big takeaway here from these Tesla numbers, George? So I, I think uh, if you look at the top line sales miss and you look at the breakdown, the automotive revenue, that's where the hit uh, was taken this particular quarter. Generation and storage uh, actually increased on a year-over-year -year basis to $988 million. Uh, in terms of sales, but the automotive revenue, and I think this has to do with the Shanghai plant production cutback. The deliveries were down relative to where they were in the previous quarter at 254,000 units. Uh, 310 was the number in terms of total automotive units in Q1. But if you look at the uh, the revenues broken down by automotive revenue, 13.7 billion, compare that to last quarter, 16.9 billion in automotive. So. The, the culprit, of course, seems to be the, the production shutdowns in China. That's been a challenge for the quarter. Stock has been down, though, so maybe it's fully priced in overall. But look, I mean, this is a strong brand. The, therefore, the brand should have a premium. But valuation, again, is very subjective for the company. It's still debatable, but there's no doubt. If you look at the automotive gross margins last quarter, I haven't seen the one for this quarter, at 33%. That's remarkable. They still have significant pricing power while they increase volume. In other words, they're increasing prices as they produce more, they're getting benefits of both of those uh, economic elements, not decreasing prices. And I think that's been sort of a windfall for the company, which is uh, again, posting some operating margins, 19%, but also EBITDA margins adjusted 26% in the uh, trailing four quarters. Wow. Uh, so, you know, all the concern uh, actually turned out to maybe be a little bit misplaced george the margin concern yeah. or you know uh, is that still to be to be determined so i don't think there's a margin concern to be honest with you i mean you look at the, the margins they're fantastic relative to auto, other automakers but you also have to think about the secular component of their business it's all about electric mobility but also solar energy storage so all these other elements which are growing uh, on top of the automotive sales uh, division again quarter over quarter they're down because of shutdowns but the only thing really going wrong with it and I, I can see why there's a case for short sellers to be on top of it and think you know it should be at least maybe half of the current value is is really looking at the forward and trailing multiples on a trailing basis 80 times earnings you know in this environment I suggest it's probably a little bit lofty but on a forward basis it's 62 times but margins are, are actually pretty impeccable. Uh, operating margins, free cash flow margins, top line sales, again, for the quarter, 41%. But again, you have to consider that automotive revenues are still the largest component of their business. Forward estimates were 54%, and the company now is giving some relatively conservative guidance at 50% sales. So, you know, it is what it is. Take it for what it's worth. But if you look again at forward um, revenue, on the, on the company's guide, it's at 50%. The estimates for analysts have about 70% EBITDA growth. So, you know, we talk about this all the time. When your EBITDA growth is estimated to be higher than your revenue growth, your stock should be moving from bottom left to top right. But valuation, again, might be one of the reasons that it's not moving 
uh, based upon some of the uh, some of the other fundamentals I've discussed. Okay, so you're uh, you're saying the guidance might be a little conservative, George? Yeah, looking at the company, I think if you look at the the estimates for the full year, guidance-wise for sales is 54%. And if I if correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like they guided at least for the next quarter at 50%. So it's a little bit lower, I suggest, than the consensus on Wall Street. And that might be based upon some challenges of revamping or restarting production. But the delivery number, as I mentioned, was not a surprise. Uh, at the end of Q2, in other words, at the end of, uh, end of June, they did report 254,000 units, and they confirmed that in this earnings announcement as well. Okay. All right. Uh Interesting report, uh, imperfect, uh, but uh, maybe not uh, the uh, worst of expectations here. Shares don't right. really know what to do, uh, you know, kind of uh, meandering around, but higher and uh, obvious disruptions that, you know, Tesla's not to blame for, it seems like, with China, with supply chains. All right, George, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, GT. Uh, okay. Good to have you here you this bet. afternoon.